Good morning. It's good to be with you on this wonderful Monday morning as we continue in our Rooted in Christ together. As we finish up 2 Timothy chapter 1, we'll be reading verses 8 through 18. I'm Andy Stoddard, lead pastor here at St. Matthew's United Methodist Church in Madison, Mississippi. And I'm glad that we can take a few minutes to unpack God's word and to read what he has to say to us this morning. So we're going to pick up today with 2 Timothy chapter 1. We'll be in verse 8 and we'll read to the end of the chapter, which is verse 18. Do not be ashamed then of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, but has now been revealed to the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought forth life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel, I was appointed as a herald and an apostle and a teacher. And for this reason, I suffer as I do. But I'm not ashamed, for I know the one in whom I have put my trust. And I'm sure that he is able to guard until that day that I have entrusted to him. Hold to the standard of the sound teaching that I that you have heard from me. The faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. You are aware that all who are in, in Asia have turned away from me, including Philanthius and Hermogenes. May the Lord grant mercy to the house of Anisipus, because he often refreshed and was not ashamed of my chain. When he arrived in Rome, he eagerly searched for me and found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you know very well how much of a service he rendered in Ephesus. So we see Paul here continuing to talk to Timothy as he finds himself. He mentioned here that he was in Rome, said he came and searched for me in, eagerly in Rome. So Paul has now arrived. If you remember from our time in Acts, Paul has now arrived in Rome, uh, awaiting his audience with Caesar and awaiting his eventual martyrdom. So Paul is here and he's saying these things to Timothy. And and first off, I, I love um, uh, verse uh, 12. Um I'm not ashamed, for I know in whom I've put my trust, and I'm sure that he's able to guard until that day what I've trusted to him. You may remember the old hymn, I know who I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. That verse just reminds me of that hymn. I just always, one of my favorite hymns, and that verse just always kind of, I don't know, just reminds me of that 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 hymn. Um, Paul Paul used that phrase several times, and when I every time I hear that kind of phraseology, I always think of that that wonderful hymn of our faith. But um, I've shared this with you before. One of my mentors told me years ago that when you see a a verse or a phrase or a word mentioned repeatedly in Scripture, that's God's way of saying, "Hey, pay attention to this concept." So today we read ten verses, eight through eighteen. In those verses, we see the same word three times. Verse 8. Do not be ashamed then of the testimony about our Lord or me as prisoner. Verse 12. But I am not ashamed, for I know the one in whom I have put my trust. Verse 16. Because he often refreshed me, it was not ashamed of my chain. My chain. So three times in this section alone, we see the verse, the the word rather ashamed. To Timothy, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me as prisoner. Verse 12, I, Paul saying about himself, I am not ashamed. In verse 16, 
his, uh, his friend was not ashamed of his chains. So there's in here this notion of, of, of a shame or being ashamed. And I, I think it's interesting we see here in, in two ways. Paul is asking Timothy not to be ashamed of the testimony of his Lord or ashamed of Paul. Verse 12, Paul is not ashamed of what he has endured or of his chains. And then 16, his friend is not ashamed of his chains. So I think Paul tells us two things there to guard ourselves against from shame. First is don't be ashamed of the good news of Jesus. Don't be ashamed of your faith. Don't be ashamed of what you believe. And that's um that's an important reminder because so often in our life we are um we want to fit into culture. And I, I think that 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 happens two ways. First, as Christians, we are ashamed of what others may think of us about our faith. We've been there, haven't we? You know, particularly when you're younger, um, when you're a Christian, if you're a teenager and you're a Christian, sometimes you may be a little ashamed of what um, of what people who aren't Christian may think of you. Are you a goody two-shoes, a holy roller? You know, what what will you do? So you may want to hide your faith. That happened to me when I was younger. I'm sure it happened to many of you watching this. You may have been ashamed. And so Paul's here saying, don't, no, don't, don't, don't be ashamed of what they think of you. That's important. Don't be ashamed of what they think of you. But then also it cuts the other way. Sometimes huh, in the South, particularly, we live in a in, in in the last bastion of what's called cultural Christianity. And sometimes really following up to Jesus may make people think you're huh, outside the church may think you're weird. But then inside the church may think you're weird. I think of one of my heroes of the faith, Rich Mullins. Rich Mullins was a great song Christian songwriter. You you've heard his songs before. And everybody thought Rich was crazy. Lost folk thought he was crazy because of how passionately he loved Jesus. And Christians thought he was crazy because of how passionately he wanted to follow Jesus. We all default to our place of comfort. We all like our place of comfort. Those outside the walls like comfort. Those inside the walls like comfort. And so to push people outside the walls of the faith to follow Jesus can make them uncomfortable. So sometimes it makes us uncomfortable. Likewise, we can, if we push Christians to, to move aside from a cultural Christianity to an actual devoted following of Jesus, that can make them uncomfortable as well. And so likewise, we default to comfort. So sometimes it's just easier for us just to go along in it, y'all. You know, just go along, you know. I don't want to rock the boat at work or family. I also don't want to rock the boat in church. So I'm just going to sit here, and I'm just not going to say a whole lot. And um, that's not what Paul encourages us to do. The old hymn, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. And I want to stand up for Jesus in the world. I want to stand up for my faith outside the walls of church. But I also want to stand up for my faith and what I believe inside the walls of church. I always think of that great line from Kierkegaard. He he wrote this in the, I mean, the 17th century when he was uh when he was uh in in Denmark, a uh, Christian culture, but didn't see a lot of Christ following. And Kierkegaard said the hardest thing is to be a Christian in Christendom, and I've always liked that, and I've always kind of interpreted that when everybody is a Christian, nobody has to act like one, and I think that's a Warning for us in a cultural Christianity where our faith can often be identified in markers, songs we listen to, books we read, 
churches we go to, things like that, that we can mistake these markers, if you will, for actual Christianity. And we always want to be radically devoted to following Jesus, first and foremost. Not, not what culture wants, and frankly, not what is cultural Christianity in the church wants, but following following Jesus. So Paul says, don't be ashamed of that. And so for us today, don't be ashamed of following Jesus. Don't be ashamed of following Jesus. The problem with Jesus, y'all, is he's gonna he's gonna make us go places we don't want to go. <laughs> you know, he if we default to comfort, Jesus is gonna push us out of our comfort level and out of our comfort zone so often. So hold on tight to his hand. Hold on tight to his hand when he pushes you to a place where you're uncomfortable. Because when we are comfortable, then we don't really have to trust. But when he pushes us to a place of uncomfort, then um, then that's where we really grow. So he says, don't be ashamed of, of the testimony of the faith. And don't be ashamed of, of he said, of me, a prisoner. Um, he calls Timothy not to be ashamed of him. And, you know, um, uh, we need each other. Uh, we need each other in the world. We need to stick together in the world. We need we need our our group, our 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 covenant folks. We have who walk beside us. So um, Paul was loyal to Timothy. Timothy was loyal to Paul. We need the people in our life that we are loyal to, that that we are not ashamed of. And I'm sure sometimes we get frustrated with them, and they get frustrated with us. But um, we need we need those folk in our life who we walk beside so tightly and so closely and that we know um, share our hearts uh, for faith and for life. So don't be ashamed of the gospel today. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of what Jesus calls you to do outside the walls of church, but inside the walls of church. And likewise, don't be ashamed of those who you love. You're walking with you. Stick close to them. Stick loyal to them. And God will hold us together in his plan. So. I think that's a very interesting thing to see so much talk about being ashamed. So um, next uh, tomorrow, we're going to pick up with um, 1 Timothy chapter 2. We'll read verses 1 through 13 of chapter, chapter 2. Thanks for being with us. Have a great day today.